How can we as creative educators and entrepreneurs find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced. Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. You guys, I am really pumped to bring you this episode. It is completely off topic, at least kind of off topic. It's part of our planathon, and I think it's a little different and unexpected. We've been talking business, we've been talking marketing strategy, all the things you know I love to talk about. Today, we're talking about something a little bit off of that path. We're talking about fashion. And I brought you this guest for a couple of reasons. First of all, I met Elizabeth through a membership we are in together, and I just love her. I love her tips. I've been following her on Instagram, watching her IGTV videos to try to kind of get a handle on my own wardrobe, which is simply not a priority for me at this point. My kids look way better than I do every day. They are dressed to the max, and I am lucky if I even get a sweater on that fits. Uh, I wanted to bring Elizabeth to you to talk about really what I love about what she talks about. It's Her business is called Get Closet Confidence. So she talks a lot about mindset shifts around your clothes and what you're wearing, feeling good about yourself, finding your identity. Again, especially if you are a new mom, kind of coming back into yourself in a way that's authentic to you. She's going to answer all of our questions about how to organize our closet, how to find our true authentic style, how to kind of listen in to our own intuition around that and find our identity and what makes us feel good and confident in the new year. So we're going to be talking about planning out your wardrobe for 2020 as part of our planathon today. During the interview, I was totally taking notes the whole time. I am ready to clean out my closet and I think you will be too after hearing this. So here we go. Okay, Elizabeth, welcome to the Teacher Hustle podcast. I'm really excited to have you here. I think that the teachers are going to love this topic. We actually met in a membership that we are in together, and when I saw your account, I was like, I have to see if she'll be on the podcast because I need to talk about fashion, clothes, and what to do, what not to do. And we're doing a planathon on the podcast right now where we're getting ready for 2020. And we've been talking all things about getting ready as far as planning our business goals and planning out our year with our marketing and what we're going to create. But we haven't talked about any fun stuff like what we're going to wear, which is a really fun way to kind of take care of yourself, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But Before I start in with all of my questions, because I have about a million of them, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and kind of how you got to this point in your business? Yes. Well, I'm thrilled to be here. And my background is actually not originally in fashion, but it's in fine art, which is obviously a kind of similar field, very visual and artistic. And my first job out of school 
was in an art museum and I was there for about four or five years and I did love it, but I just wanted something where I could be more creative instead of just working around other art pieces that someone else had done. And so I made the transition to fashion and I actually spent five years working for Stitch Fix, which is a personal styling service probably a lot of you have heard of. Some of you love it. Some of you hate it. I always that fix. I'm sorry. I always thought it was like not, there weren't really real people picking out your outfits for you, but there are. There are. Yes. I was a senior stylist for them and I promised that there are lots of stylists in the company. That is so cool. They do exist, and <laughs> it's interesting because when I first started there, it was a brand new company. It was a startup, and no one had ever heard of them, and the box model hadn't really taken off yet. Right. But now, a lot of people have tried them, and some people love them, some people hate them. It's kind of, you know, I think it has its place, and, you know, I learned a lot there. I also styled almost 10,000 different women, so... Wow it really gives you such a perspective on not just the people you hang out with or the people near you or your friends, but really on what a lot of different people of different sizes and different lifestyles, different climates and what they feel good in. And I ended up leaving and starting Closet Confidence, which is a personal styling service for the modern mom primarily. But because I just really felt like I had more to give to help people. I saw so many women who were filling their closet with more things, but they weren't getting more satisfaction out of their wardrobe. And they would just add kind of the same stuff. And I, I talk about this in the intro video on my website that like another made in China sweater is not what really most of us need. We have those already. It's learning how to use stuff creatively and feel good in your own body, not waiting for that magical day when we all wake up perfectly toned and a size two, but just really learning how to show up for yourself by looking your best. I love that so much. And I love that you're focused on moms because I feel like one of the biggest challenges for me kind of over the span of my lifetime when I'm thinking about fashion is just that I kind of feel like I used to have a handle on myself and what I felt comfortable and what I felt good in. I shouldn't even say comfortable, what I felt good in. And then once I had kids, all of that shifted. And all of a sudden I was trying to squeeze myself into the clothes in my closet, the things I used to love that I used to feel good in. And they didn't make me feel good anymore. And I didn't know, you know, I was almost starting over. I really needed, and it took me a while to kind of let go of them, but I needed to let go of them and start over. And yes, I, I, you know, your whole body changes after, especially if you put effort into kind of like losing weight or whatever you're going to do. But really there was a big shift in just what I felt good in and what I felt comfortable in as a mom was very different than my life pre-kids. And so I love that you have that kind of focus for sure. I also feel like my kids are also styled really perfectly all the time. They look great, but I don't, I don't pay attention to what I'm wearing. And to be honest, I'm still holding on to a lot of those clothes from pre-kids. So I know that having, feeling good in my clothes when I walk out the door in the morning is 
really a form of self-care, but I can't get a handle on even thinking about myself because I'm constantly thinking about what the kids are wearing. And then I'll walk out the door and I'm like, oh, I don't even have a coat on and I don't know what shoes these are. Like I just grabbed something and left. How can I kind of shift my mindset so that what I'm wearing and making myself feel good in my clothing when I walk out the door in the morning is actually a priority for me as a mom in 2020. How can I make that kind of one of my mindset shifts? Yeah, I think you're in such good company. So I think the first thing is just to give yourself grace. Like we are all, I'm a busy mom. I have two small children, a two and a five-year-old, and I totally like the struggle is real and there may be catch up on me at any given time. (laughs) Also, just really think that it's important to believe in yourself, who you are, separate from who you are as a mom. That, like, you are still your own person, and that that deserves value, just like anyone else does. And that when you can see that and take care of yourself, it can really help you show up better for your family, for your job, for anything else, your husband or partner. I mean, it really can just set the tone for your day when you feel put together. And just in a practical way, I think a lot of us get out the door super early in the morning, just doing little things like laying your outfit out. Like I know I lay my kids' uniforms out the night before because I don't want to have a khaki pant crisis (laughs) at seven in the morning. Like just lay your own outfit out too. Kind of check the weather. I live in Texas. It could be anything this time of year. And just kind of get a sense of take that five minutes at night to kind of streamline your morning and know that you're going to feel good in what you have on and you're going to be ready. And it just, it'll just give you that mindset shift of like, I've got this. I'm ready to go. I'm going to face my day and I'm going to run this day. It's not going to run me. Yes. I need all of that. I totally needed that pep talk. I feel like taking care of myself and thinking about what I'm wearing when I walk out the door is just a last thing on my mind. But when you said that about being a role model for your kids and setting your day right, it's all about this whole setting your intentions, which we've been talking about in our planathon in general, setting your intention around what you're doing, laying your outfit out the night before seems so simple, but my outfit is really the first thing to go and I just need to reprioritize it. Thinking about that, thinking that, okay, I could switch my mindset a little bit around this. I could lay my outfit out the night before. I can totally do this. I can get back to knowing myself again, separate from being a mom. How do I overhaul my closet? Where do I start? Because I have to admit, I have definitely been hanging on to things. And I am also the made in China sweater girl because I will go by... I, exactly what you said. I just keep adding things to my closet in hopes that I'll feel better about it. I still hate, you know, 85% of the stuff in my closet. So where do I start? Yeah, I think that's so common. So again, you know, don't feel bad. Don't feel, you know, guilty about anything you have. Um, also, like, even a lot of people, even if you lose the baby weight from whenever your baby season was, however near or far that was in the past or in the current, a lot of us are not the same shape as we were before a baby. Like I'm at the same weight, but my pants don't fit the same way. 
Mm-hmm. And you just need to give yourself grace about that too, because it's not about you. And just kind of watch that inner dialogue of like, oh, it's me. It's no, that's the process and it's fine. And I am really passionate about telling people to get either get rid of permanently or remove from your closet or at the very least push to the back of your closet anything <laughs> that doesn't fit. Yeah. Because it is demoralizing. I think for virtually any woman to go into her closet in the morning and be like, oh, these pants are too small. This doesn't fit. This doesn't zip. It's just none of us want to feel, it's just that constant reminder of like, am I measuring up? Am I as thin as I once was? My friend lost the weight and I haven't. Whatever it is that you tell yourself, that is not a good way to set your tone for the day. So if you are still in transition, like you're still having kids or you want more, or you just are not sure about things, just push it to the very back of your closet. So what you're going through in the morning is the stuff that fits and you could actually feasibly wear it out of the house. Right. And I do offer on my website a closet basics checklist. And it's just a guide that helps you kind of get some basics. And I think that when you have the right basics, you have the versatility that you need. And then you can start layering on the personality pieces that are like, you want to be a little more boho or you like a little bit more preppy, but you really need that foundation to kind of get you going. And I've organized it in a way that's a little different from like your normal checklist where it's like exact items. For some of it, it's like a category, like you might be a shorts person or a midi skirt person they might serve the same function in your wardrobe, like something that's kind of cute, casual for summer. So start with finding one or the other, a pattern short or a midi skirt. So that way you don't feel overwhelmed by having to buy like all the things. And I think just having some good basics is a good foundation and something that you can build on over time. Do you think it's important that you have some items in your closet that are of good quality? Can Is it possible to also have, you know, my Target sweaters in there too, or my Target shirts along with some quality items as long as there is a good set of basics? Oh yeah, for sure. My shirt right now that I have on for real, honestly, is Universal Thread, which is a Target line. You definitely don't need fancy to equal stylish. Good. And I think that's so important, especially I know for a teacher audience, a lot of you guys don't really, fancy isn't necessarily your bag. Style is not about money. It's about feeling good in what you have on and having it resonate with who you are as a person. I think there are places, I would actually say actively, if you are in the phase where you are having kids or thinking about kids or like adjusting back from kids, do not buy expensive clothing items because that's just extra pressure you're putting on yourself that I have to get back in this $200 dress. Right. Because you don't need that pressure. If you really, if you want something nice, like the holidays are coming and you want something as like a gift, buy an accessory or ask for a handbag. Don't get designer jeans and then 
feel that pressure to make them a certain size. Perfect. That's a relief because I am not going to go out and spend tons of money on my clothes when we've got other things to buy right now. But I like the idea of having an accessory that is kind of a treat for yourself and then you don't feel committed to fitting into it. You, you can kind of, it's something that will always fit you. And I think as a teacher, something that I struggle with as far as not being fancy is I still want to feel kind of fancy, but I spend most of my day on the ground (laughs) with kids. And so some teachers, or when I was kind of a starting out teacher, when I was my first couple of years, I used to wear high heels. And when I think back on it, I'm like, I was out of my mind. There's no way I could wear a high heel now. And I spend a ton of time with kids, like bent over, helping them with projects or sitting on a stool that rolls around the room or even a bouncy ball. So I want to feel fancy, I guess but I also want to be comfortable. Is there a way to mix the two? Yes, I think there definitely is. And it's funny because I work in fashion and I don't even wear heels anymore, hardly after (laughs) having kids. Right. Heels are hard when you're carrying your two-year-old and they lunge for a toy and it's just gravity is hard on you there. (laughs) So don't feel bad. But yes, I think there are a lot of ways that you can up-level your look to feel more polished without feeling too impractical. Yeah. I think one really good way to do that that's a little bit overlooked is with texture. And that's actually very kind of on trend right now too. But if you add like a kind of fuzzy sweater or like a leather jacket or um, like a there's a lot of back to Target. There's a really, like, they have some kind of looped cardigans that have texture, and it adds that visual interest, or even, like, a fuzzy scarf, or things like that, or even things like a booty that's a animal print fur. Adds that kind of texture that your eye is looking for in an outfit, or even a blouse with a little bit of sheen to it, can really make your look pop but without being impractical or hard to wear. And you don't want to feel like sexy at work. You just want to feel polished and put together. And that can be the right way to do that. I also think that most people undervalue the importance of accessories. Accessories can totally change your look. And I like them because they are for any size and you can usually use them year round. So they're a little bit better of an investment in that way. Like a sweater, you're only going to use a certain time of the year. But a great earring, you could wear year-round. And they're also really accessibly priced. So if you just want to do one thing for yourself this week to kind of take your look up a notch, a great pair of earrings is such an easy way to kind of dip your toe into feeling more put together. I need to do that. I just wrote down all of the suggestions you gave and I'm writing down earrings. I am famous for not even bothering with jewelry. I I don't even bother with a necklace or anything because I feel, I just don't even know what to wear, but earrings are so simple. Yeah. And they're so on trend right now too. And they come in all shapes, all sizes, and even back to Target. Like they have some really cute ones in tons of different styles. And it doesn't have to be gigantic to have impact. Like it could be just a nice gold hoop that adds that touch of shine to your look it really adds a little bit of polish. You know what I would love for Christmas now that I'm thinking of it, if hopefully my husband is listening, I would really love just a good pair of studs to wear. Is that still in to wear with, I'm famous for jeans and a t-shirt, but sometimes I want to step that up a notch. 
if I just had a nice pair, I feel like I would wear them, but maybe I need to go a little funkier too. Yeah. And you know, like sometimes I encourage people just to to try it. Even if you have a friend, like swap earrings for a day, see if you like it without the commitment. If you have a friend with really cool jewelry, ask her if you can borrow one pair and see before you pay for it. Is this something that feels authentically good? And if it's not, I totally support dumping it and trying something else because everyone's going to feel good in something different. And it's just trying things and kind of listening to how you feel and what your vibe is that day and kind of tuning into those subtle clues of this made me feel great. I felt confident. I felt polished or like this was a little too much for me. Maybe I want to go try just plain metal and not colored or smaller or bigger or kind of tweaking it because it is a process to figure out what you feel good in, which is, I think, the problem with when people buy off of Instagram influencers. It's what that person feels good in, but that's not always going to translate into what you authentically feel good in. I think there's got to be a little experimenting there because I, I'm famous for doing that too. I'll see something on Instagram. I'll buy it. I'm like, yes, totally. I get it. It's not me at all. And I just need to, like you said, experiment with it, play around with it. And I love how you said, tune into how you're feeling in it. I guess I need to pay more attention to what I feel good in and continue that pattern. So whatever it is, continue and get more of that. What about shoes? I just have this one pair of flats that I love that I wear all the time. And I would totally love to wear sneakers to work without wearing sneakers to work. So what are your tips for that? Shoes? What do I need? Well, uh, it's funny because sneakers are very on trend. I don't know if they're allowed at your school, but there's some fun sneakers out in the world. I mean, even like something like an animal print sneaker is super cute and an easy way to take up your kind of athleisure, make it a little more stylish. But yes, I think if you're not going to do a sneaker, a lot of dress codes probably don't allow them. Your two best options are a great booty or a flat. And those are both available at literally every price point from $20 to Gucci. Like there are great options and that's the good news. I think that you need a range of just some basics, like a like if you want to step up like your black, try getting one that has a little bit of texture to the material. Maybe it's like a woven or maybe it's a faux leather with kind of a snake imprint to it. Or maybe it's in velvet. If you want to get a little fancy, you could add velvet. Not practical if you live where it snows um, in Dallas. Velvet shoes are fine. Probably not in North Dakota. <laughs> but, and I do think that footwear does have to be a little bit more on the practical end if you live in a really snowy place. But there are still really cute booties. I mean, there's Shearling line. I mean, there's tons of options that are both casual and still add a little pop. And if you don't like texture, always consider like a color. Like a, a, I have some red mules and I always get a ton of compliments on them, but they are basically house slippers. I mean, they're just slide on, super comfy, very easy to wear, but they just add that little pop of interest to just a jeans and tee. If I can get away with something that feels like a slipper, I am a happy girl. So I like that suggestion. I think I could get away with sneakers too, for sure, at my school, as long as 
I can kind of dress them up a little bit. Like you said, if I can get some of the slip on, I have one pair that I, I need to kind of expand that. But I do live in a cold weather state. I live in upstate New York. Any tips for cold weather in general? You know, it's funny because I think that every climate has its season that you have to just dress for success in. And for me, I'm in Dallas and that's July. Like, yeah, I can't layer in July because I would die of heat stroke. It doesn't matter if it would be cuter. Like, it's just not going to work. And I think the deep winter is the northern season where you just need to pile on the layers. So you survive yep. until the spring. Out the window. Yeah. <laughs> The coldest place I ever lived was the Netherlands, and some of us brought extra shoes with us. Wow. That, that might be a little bit more than you want to do, but I would just say that it's totally okay in feet of snow surrounding you to just go practical, too. All right. I have your permission that I'm going to keep some of my just really warm sweaters and boots. That's what I wore today. So we've been talking a lot on my teacher Instagram account about photo shoots. I have a brand photographer who is wonderful and takes lifestyle photos of me and my family that we can use. I can use on my Instagram account. We also have another business and she takes photos for that, that we can use on that Instagram account. And when I go to get dressed for the photo shoot, I am so lost on what I should wear for the photo shoot. Do you have any suggestions for those of us? Some of the listeners aren't you know, ready to have a brand photographer, but they're ready to do a photo shoot of their own where they give their husband the camera and they just set everything up and say, go ahead. What should we be wearing? And, you know, reflective of our brand, do we wear our brand colors? How does that work? Yeah, I think that partly you want to know if you're the person where this is going to be your one photo shoot and you're going to do this kind of like a one and done not very often or are you a person who's going to have recurring photos and I make that distinction because if you're going to do a one and done like this is kind of my it for the foreseeable future which is totally fine I would say go more neutral just because it's going to give you more flexibility in how you use the photos and it's going to give you the most flexibility for layouts and different. I like a little pop of your brand color, but I wouldn't take it too over the top, especially if you have a strong color. Like if your brand color is bright red, again, like a red shoe could be cute or a red earring, but I don't think you need to take it all the way into like a full head to toe red dress just because that photo is going to be so distinctive that it's not going to be super versatile for you. I also think that this is kind of a weird thing I think a lot of people don't think about, but when I shoot video that I don't want to redo, I try to be very neutral in terms of season. Yes. So I'm not wearing like a spaghetti strap sundress and I'm also not wearing like a parka because I don't know when someone's going to come to my website or my Instagram and watch this video and I don't want it to jump out to them that it's super old. Mm -hmm. So I think something that always works well is something kind of neutral like a chambray button down and like a black jean looks fairly neutral for season and also for kind of laying out in Instagram or if you're going to use it for an ad and you don't want it to detract from the copy, something like that, like a striped t-shirt, I would go more neutral. If you are someone who's going to do 
repeated photo shoots, I think you have more freedom because you could go a little bit more seasonal in your look. You could even do like, if you're going to do them every month, like you, like it's fun to add in a little holiday touch and kind of keep it feeling current. But I just wouldn't do that if you don't want it to be something you do regularly. That makes total sense. I just finished a shoot that actually was fall themed. We had we were out in the leaves and I had all my fall colored sweaters on. And then all of a sudden we had the shift to winter and I thought, well, those are out now, you know, it's already changed. Luckily, I get them every month, so we'll have another month and those are great fall photos. But I see exactly what you mean that if I wasn't going to do the photo shoot that often, I would want to be more neutral. How about jeans and a t-shirt? Am I okay to wear that? Not necessarily even for a photo shoot, but in, in general, because we were you were just mentioning a simple striped t-shirt. Is there a way to jazz up jeans and a t-shirt? Yes. I think too, the tone of your outfit should match the tone of your brand. So if your brand is something really professional and you're pitching it to an, a school district, say, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a high price point ticket or high ticket item. And then, you know, maybe it's this really elaborate tutoring system. Well, then I would go with something a little more polished, like a sheath dress. But if your brand is helping parents thrive at teaching reading to their child at home, say, and you're kind of from like the friendly teacher persona to a parent, then I think a more casual vibe of your outfit totally makes sense and fits and is going to make a parent feel like you're warm and approachable. I do have something I call the rule of thirds and it's adding a third item to your outfit elevates it. So if you're in black jeans and a gray t-shirt, say like super neutral, there's so many ways you could add a third item to give that more personality. It could just be even a denim jacket, keep it really casual, but it instantly looks more like an outfit and less like something you just threw on. Or you could add a scarf, like a bandana would be really cute and on trend for something kind of casual, but adds a little color, like one from a place like Madewell or Target that has that little pop of your brand color. Or you add a statement earring, or you add a funky belt or, Even just a cool kind of long necklace would really take it up. A vest, like a olive cargo vest, a kimono would be fun. Like there's so many ways to take a basic look and just add that one, that third piece. And you can totally change the look and the vibe of the basics. That's so easy too. I can remember that rule of thirds and I can see myself adding some of those things. It's not a lot of pressure to feel completely put together. It's just one more thing. And it's probably something you already have too, like a cardigan or something like it's stuff that's in your closet. Yes. I just need to weed out all the stuff that doesn't fit, like you said. So I noticed on your Instagram page that you talk a lot about finding your style and I don't think that comfort is a style. I took the quiz and comfort wasn't on there. So I feel like the last time I really knew my style was back in the 2000s when I had to have American Eagle and Abercrombie and Fitch and I had to save up all my money to go there because it was so expensive. And even then I just sort of wore whatever everybody else was wearing and never really knew my own style and I still don't. Do you have any tips for figuring out my authentic style? 
Yes, and I totally went through an Abercrombie and Fitch phase too. So <laughs> you're in good company. Glad it wasn't just me. Yeah, that was so hot in my high school. I think my first thing is just that style is personal mm-hmm. and not to feel confined by the labels. Like sometimes the labels can help you, but nobody, it's kind of like a personality test, right? And they say like, you know, the Enneagram is big right now. Like you're a seven or a five or whatever, but you also have your wings that you're a little bit of this personality, but you also have this styles the same way. Like you might like a lot of boho stuff on the weekend, but it's not really what you wear to work. Like you shouldn't feel like, okay, I'm going to pick one. It has to be every day and it has to be just this. Um, And I think it doesn't even have to be a category. A really easy thing that I think anyone listening could do if you just kind of intuitively think, do you like dresses or jeans? If you picture yourself, this is kind of a fun and easy exercise. If you picture yourself on your birthday and your three good friends are going to take you out to dinner, what are you wearing? Do you gravitate towards a dress? I would. I'm more of a dress person. But obviously, I still wear jeans too. It's just that's what I like. But a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like dresses, right? So you might be a jeans person. So if you're going out on your birthday, do you picture yourself immediately in color or more like in neutrals? Your style could be as simple as like, I like neutral dresses. It doesn't have to have a really specific boho or glam or any of those kinds of industry terms. You could just start from there. Like I gravitate towards neutral items. I gravitate towards dresses and kind of start at something simple like that and then work on trying things and just listening to how you feel. Do I feel confident in this? Another easy way to tell a little bit about your intuitive style is if you feel like you don't have one, is if you think about the item in your closet that you feel most confident in. What is that item? Again, is it neutral? Is it fitted? Is it loose? Is it dressy? Is it casual? Like the things that you gravitate towards kind of are clues. And not everyone's, I mean, no one's going to wear the same thing every day. And everyone has days when they feel like they want to be dressier and days when they feel casual and days when they feel brighter and days when they feel neutral. But it's just a question of listening to yourself and kind of seeing those cues and kind of maybe taking those and thinking, huh, is that telling me something about myself? Does that feel authentic? And just listening to yourself and not feeling the pressure to make it more complicated or specific than it really needs to be. A lot of this is mindset shift then. You know, you're really listening to yourself when it comes to style and all of it just comes back to self-care because in order to even take these steps to figure out what you feel confident in, you have to make all of this a priority, which means making yourself a priority, you know, recognizing yourself differently than your identity as a parent where you're just dressing your kids. We're kind of going full circle back to the beginning. In order to figure out your style, you have to be able to listen to yourself, experiment with different things, figure out what you feel confident in and continue down that road. And you have to put it all as a priority. You have to put this and yourself first. So I really am looking forward to 
cleaning out my closet, getting rid of the stuff that doesn't fit and doesn't make me feel good, listening. And when you just said that, what item do you feel the most confident in? I don't know what the answer is anymore. I'm pregnant right now, so I don't feel confident in anything, but uh, I don't know what the answer is. So I almost want to go through and just really look and think about it and just give it the time of day that I haven't given it in a really long time. Yeah. And I do want to say one thing like that. If you've ever heard the acronym SALT, sad, angry, lonely, tired, do not clean your closet out. I like I say halt if you're salt. Do not clean your closet out if you are sad, angry, lonely, or tired because you will throw everything away. Like it will not be about the clothes. You will hate all of it. You will either whatever feel fat in it or decide it's ugly or think it's old or whatever. To really get an authentic read, you have to do it when you can kind of be more neutral because it's easy to take out your emotions on your clothes. And which is why I do think it's so important to wear clothes that fit because I think when they're too tight, it's just all day. It's this constant mental drain of like, I'm fat. This is horrible. My stomach looks terrible, right? Like it's that negative self-talk that we get if our jeans are too tight because it's physically hurting us. It's the same thing that like, it's really important to do it when you feel kind of a baseline of healthy because you want to do it in a way that feels affirming and positive and not go in your closet when you just had a fight with someone and like you're on your period and you feel bloated. And then you just create these recurring cycles of like, I knew I looked terrible and everything like that's not, that's not good. That's not what we want. We want to do it when we feel good, we feel rested, our kids aren't screaming, and you can really take care of yourself and kind of have a more positive outlook. It would be a more positive experience for sure if you weren't salt, sad, angry, lonely, tired. I can see myself just clearing the whole thing out. (laughs) I think a lot of people do. And then later you'll be like, I actually have nothing to wear. This is bad. (laughs) Actually, I need a whole new wardrobe now. I like the idea of moving it to the back. You said earlier, like okay, that's less of a commitment than getting rid of it. Just move it to the back and then see if you miss it and see how that goes. But I just love the whole idea of listening in, testing it out. And also I have teacher clothes, distinct teacher clothes and weekend clothes. And I think I need to separate them because I think I get confused when I'm trying to get dressed in the morning of like my two different kind of style. So I have to just get to know all of that and figure out a way to get it organized. That makes sense. Yeah. I think that's common. And that's true for a lot of people, even in various offices, or if you wear suits to work, you know, like it's totally possible that you need different looks for different places. And even like casual people sometimes have like church clothes or just things like, even if you work at home, like you might have a different section for various reasons. Right. And it is, it is helpful to organize them to where you know to hone in on, this is the section I need today because this is what I'm doing. Absolutely. I need to do that. I loved all of the advice you gave us today. I feel ready to tackle my closet for 2020 and to get confident again in what I'm wearing and in myself. And kind of, even if I have catch up on my shirt going out the door in the morning, at least I feel good about the choice that I made. And I've laid it out the night before so that it's 
organized and I feel good. And it's just a one small way I can take care of myself and keep kind of my identity. I love all of that. Can you tell the listeners if they've loved everything we've been talking about and they really want to get closet confidence in 2020, where can they find you? Where can they find out more about what to do with their wardrobe choices? Yes, you can definitely find me online at getcloseconfidence.com. And then I'm also on Pinterest and Instagram under the same handle, Get Closet Confidence. And I'm actually going to be launching a like finding your intuitive style course in the new year that I'm really excited about. And I think it's going to really help people hone in on some of these things. And I just feel passionate about helping people feel good where they are. As my website says, come as you are, feel encouraged, look your best and find more joy because there is a lot of things to worry about other than clothes. This should just be, your your outfit should be a thing that brings you joy, that feels like it suits you and it uplifts you and it's not dragging you down or stressing you out. Oh, I totally need that. I can't wait to stay tuned and see what that looks like and how it can help me find my style again. Thank you so much for being here, Elizabeth. You've been an awesome guest and I know that the teachers are going to so appreciate all of this. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope you all loved hearing from Elizabeth and that finding your style and finding your unique and authentic style becomes part of your plan for 2020. And I will see you in the next episode as we continue to plan for the new year. 